entrepreneurs, business owners, professionals who seek excellence, bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builder Show. Here's Marty Wolf. We still got a long way to go. Yes, we all got a long way to go. Welcome to the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. And a special welcome to my guest host, Jay Kelly Hoey. Along with Kelly and our executive producer, D.C. Taylor, we will be your guys on this learning journey. Jay Kelly Hoey and I want to enthusiastically share stories and information to inspire leaders. And we are all leaders at some point, so you can then inspire others. You can find out more about J. Kelly Hoey at jkellyhoey.co. That's jkellyhoey.co. And you can find Kelly on Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. The Business Builder Show is distributed by C-Suite Radio. You can find The Business Builder Show and many other fine shows on C-Suite Radio. That's at www.c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Okay, Kelly, let's get going. Hey, this is Kelly Hoey, guest host of the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf, and I am absolutely thrilled today to have as our guest my friend, Joyce Shulman. She is Macaroni Kids CEO. Uh, Joyce is committed to what she calls E2, enriching communities and empowering moms. Uh, with that vision in mind, she founded Macaroni Kid in 2009 and has grown this single digital, digital publication uh, in her hometown in the Hamptons to a well, it's an extraordinary, I want to say, extraordinary growth of Macaroni Kid to now include more than 550 local publications and a huge social following that reaches 3 million or more moms across the nation. We're going to talk about that and creativity and being an idea junkie and a whole lot more. Welcome, Joyce. It is absolutely my pleasure to be here with you, Kelly. Thank you. So you have always had an entrepreneurial drive. Um, you started business in law school, and Joyce, like me, as a former attorney, I want to know, Joyce, how do you fuel your own creativity? It, if you are um, an idea junkie, which is one of the ways I self-identify, as long as you give yourself the space and the time, the ideas just come. So you feel your creativity, or at least I do, through a whole host of things. With a lot of the input that you see out there, I read constantly. I am always reading everything from books to newspapers to magazines to blog posts. And then, for me at least, I have to take in all of that input and then give it the chance to percolate. And that, for me, requires walking away from all of that input uh, we'll probably talk about this at some point, but I love to walk. I love to be outside in nature, and I do need to walk away from my computer and let all of those ideas marinate. I love that. And you know what? Since you're talking about books, I want to I know what book is on your nightstand right now. What are you reading? Uh, right this moment, I'm reading, oh, that's terrible. I'm going to get it wrong. But it's, it's The Habits of Successful People. It's one of the habit books. 
I'm going to say, if you think of any good habits to be successful, I do want to know. Um, all right, you hit on one of my favorite things about you. you, you you've said it, you're self-identified idea junkie. And you had three or four businesses before Macaroni Kid. Um, talk about ideas. How do you decide which to keep, which to toss, which you pursue a little bit, and then you decide, no, got to move on to something else? Talk about that. Actually, been the most challenging part of my journey as an entrepreneur is sorting through all of the ideas, focusing on the good ones, uh, and I, there's a process around that. Uh, part of it is being sure that you're focusing ideas that on ideas that align with your core mission and your core values. Uh, there are a lot of ideas that are interesting and intriguing and challenging and look like they're going to be really fun. Uh, and I'm a sucker for a good idea. So it's taken a tremendous amount of discipline over the course of years to really try to um, focus my attention and become a lot better at saying no to ideas that are great, but maybe they're just not great right now. So do, so do you have like a, do you have a process? Do you have a checklist? Do you have a quadrant? Like, how do you know which ones, you know, like you, you're, you're like, this is a good idea, but not right now, or this is a good idea, but it's not aligned with my mission. Therefore, I've got to discard it. Like, talk a little bit more about the, like the nitty gritty, you know, for someone who might be listening to this and thinking, I've got ideas too, but, you know, I don't know how to sort through them. So every idea starts with a quick back-of-the-envelope kind of analysis. And I put that through a, three, a three-part test. The first is, is there a need for this? Are there people out there who really would benefit from this idea if I were able to, if I were able to bring this idea to life? Will it touch people? Will it move people? Is there a need for it? So that's always the very first question. The second question is, in a very shorthand kind of way, do the economics work? And again, I'm not talking about a, a deep business plan or a deep analysis, um, maybe a quick spreadsheet or even, as I say, a back of the an envelope. So what top line would it cost to bring this product to market or this idea into fruition? And what would the value be? Could this work as a business very top line? Once I've answered those two questions, the third question is often the killer, and that's the one where you have to be really, really honest with yourself, because that's when I ask myself, is this something I want to get up and do every day? And having been through, as you suggested and said, several businesses before Macaroni Kid, and I hope there'll be several businesses after Macaroni Kid, um, there have been many, I've come to really understand how much work it takes to bring a business to life. It, it is not for the faint of heart. Uh, there will be so many challenges that you face along the way, and you really do have to, this is not my quote, but as somebody said, you really have to light yourself on fire every day. <laughs> and if the idea is not something that you are deeply, deeply passionate about, it, the time to say, I'm not going down this path is before you even get started. Now, that's not to say that I haven't walked down some paths that have proven to be uh, not a great direction, either from a business standpoint or a personal standpoint, but I always start with those three questions. Mm -hmm. I have a question, a yeah. question to your, to your question, Kelly. Do you do this by yourself? Do you have a team around you? 
Do you have mentors? Do you bounce ideas off them answering, you know, going through these three questions? Uh, More often than not, I work through those three questions either by myself or then with my husband, who has been my business partner for 20 years now. Hmm. Hmm. Are you still happily married? We are. Oh, okay. I shouldn't maybe have asked that question. (laughs) It's just part of business. That's all. Okay. Thank you. Go ahead, Kelly. I'm sorry I disrupted the interview. No, no. I, I think it's a great question. I mean, there's, you know, knowing you, Joyce, knowing your husband, Eric, I mean, do you, you guys don't look at ideas the same way. And how do you work that through uh, as, I want to say, partners in business and partners in life? We truly, we could have a whole nother conversation just on that topic. Um, and there, there's a lot to dive into there. Uh, we do come to things with a different perspective. Experience has shown that ideas where we both have buy-in and we both have passion tend to be the ideas uh, that do the best, certainly for us together. Um, we talk about things a lot. We have very different working styles, and we come to really respect one another. Um, two other things that we have done since this start of our joint professional experiences together, Uh, whatever office space we are working in, our uh, respective offices are as far from one another as they can possibly be. So if you ever look at any of our office space, Eric is in one side and I am as far as I can be on the other. That's from when we were working from home, when we were first starting out 20 years ago, as well as our offices. Uh, And then we have something else that we put into practice early, early on, uh, which is called veto power. And mm. we each have the ability to veto any idea we feel really, really strongly about. Uh, and it's something that we don't use very often. It probably comes up maybe three times a year, because more often than not, if the other feels that this is a project worth trying, language in a press release worth using, etc., we will talk it through and one will give. But every now and then... If you feel strongly enough that it is truly the wrong direction, we each have the ability to exercise veto power, and that's just the end of the conversation. Mm. That's that's awesome. That is, that is awesome. awesome. That's awesome. Is right. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, no, that just that idea of like here's the here's the ground rules, and we're going to follow them. So whether you've got a business, uh, you know, your business partner is just your business partner, or your business partner is also your partner in life. Um, you know, to have those kind of structures in place so it prevents um, some sort of the, I'm going to say the stress and the distress and agony that could can could come around from, I'm going to say, either rejecting or not being as excited about somebody else's idea. You also have to have a tremendous amount of respect for one another because if there is something that I think is a good idea and Eric believes so strongly that it's not in the wrong direction that he is willing to say, under no circumstances can we go down this path. What that signals to me is that there's really something fundamentally wrong and I have enough respect for his judgment and he has enough respect for my judgment that on the rare occasions when that comes up, that just ends the conversation without any additional, there's no argument around that, there's no anxiety around that, there's no resentment around that. That's just, I respect you enough that if you feel that strongly, that's the way we're going to go. 
just awesome. So there, there we go. If anyone wants a tip on how to pick a business partner, if, it, if the respect isn't there, you know, walk, walk away, walk away. Um, our guest on the Business Builder Show is Joyce Shulman. She is the CEO, uh, co-founder of Macaroni Kid. Joyce, where can people learn more? Because I know you've got another business idea and I don't want to pull it out yet. <laughs> or you another business you're pursuing, not an idea. It's beyond idea at this point. Another business you're pursuing. Macaroni Kid. Where can people get more information on Macaroni Kid? Uh, Macaroni Kid, as you uh, mentioned in the beginning, we publish in uh, over 550 uh, communities across the U.S. and a handful up in Canada. Uh, people can learn more about the client-facing side, or I'm sorry, the, the consumer-family-facing side of our website at www.macaronikid.com. See if there is an addition in your local community, um, and uh, yeah. Oh, that, that's awesome. And uh, um, you said also in Canada, so you are expanding. So I guess if people want to know more about how they can bring Macaroni Kid to their neighborhood or their community, they can find that on your website as well. Absolutely. Uh, individuals who might want to bring Macaroni Kid or become one of our local affiliates, uh, the email to contact is team, T-E-A-M, at macaronikid.com. Great. Um, well, let's talk about this. Let's talk about hyper local media and community focused. I know it's a. I want to say that that not a lot of people have tried to crack uh, with their digital businesses. Let's talk about how Macaroni Kid started and how you scaled that idea from the ground up. So let me start with a little bit about what the nature of our content is and what the nature of our local editors and, and publishers are that might help put it in context. So Macaroni Kid provides digital e-newsletters and websites featuring everything happening for kids and families in a very local kind of way, very community-focused kind of way. And each of our local communities is managed by a mom who is living and working and raising her family and is actively engaged and involved in her community. Uh, so that's, so it has that very organic uh, element to it. So I think that's a tremendous part of uh, the challenges facing hyperlocal media is when you really try to do that from a top down as opposed to a bottom up kind of approach, it's very difficult because people want to know what's happening in their local community. And you can't do that sitting in an office on Fifth Avenue. Mm. You absolutely can't do that. And, and, you know, some of these these moms who are growing their their email marketing basis and growing their businesses, like, what's the timeline for them? Because I, I think also that's important when you're thinking about how you build a hyper-local focused company. Yeah, you have to be patient. We've been at this now uh, 11 years. Um, and some communities some communities grow more quickly than others. That's a function of the nature of the community as well as the strength of our local publisher and how quickly she is able to tap into that local community in a meaningful kind of way. Um, our reputation precedes us, so that's certainly helpful. We often hear from people who have moved from one community to another and, and immediately go looking for their local macaroni kid edition, so that, that kind of reputational build just takes time. There are not a lot of shortcuts. Years ago, um, Eric was at a meeting, uh, like a summit, talking about email marketing. 
And he was sitting next to a guy at a dinner and the guy was telling him how he's built this new digital platform and he has invested so heavily in his SEO and his keywords and he's got all this strategy and this is how he's going to build his email list. And he turned to Eric and he said, how did you build your email list? And Eric said, every Sunday, I have about 100 publishers who are out at their local strawberry festival with a clipboard and a pen. Mm. So it's a long way of saying there's really no magic to it. And as the Internet grows and email marketing grows, nothing replaces that authentic, genuine, local mom-to-mom element. At least if something does replace it, we haven't found it. Yeah, anyone like I would say those short answers or the, the the shortcuts people are looking for, and it's it's it, it's you know, good luck is is sort of what I, what I want to say on this. And you know, in your own case with because Macaroni Kid, you started that in your own community, so this was you solving your own problem. Talk about that, you know, as opposed to just like, oh yeah, you know, you and Eric had this great idea for this hyper local, you know, content. You actually were solving your own problem. Absolutely. Though from the beginning, we had a larger vision for this. This wasn't something that uh, we, I was trying on the side to kind of see how, we tested it in our local community, but it was always with an eye towards, if this is a problem in our community, this is a bigger problem in other communities. Uh, But in a nutshell, I had two young kids. Uh, Eric and I were running an alternative and out-of-home media company. Uh, I, I live in fortunate to live in a community that has a tremendous amount of great programming for kids and families, but there was a disconnect between the organizations that put on this programming that are very dedicated to enriching families in our community, great programs at the library, great programs at the rec center, businesses who were really giving back, but they didn't have an effective or an efficient way to reach the moms in our community. And at the time, I was watching the rise. Again, you've got to think back. It was 10, 11 years ago. I was watching the rise in niche-focused digital media. Uh, And there were a couple of interesting companies doing that, nothing in this particular niche. But I thought, wow, if you could develop content that had great value for a very clearly, clearly identifiable group of people, and moms are, from a marketing standpoint, fantastic, right? Every packaged good in the in the countries trying to reach those moms, if you could give them something of value, especially something that made their lives easier because mothers of young kids, they're so busy to begin with, you could find a way to make their lives easier and connect those dots. You could really have something. So we did beta test it in our community and the response from the beginning was fantastic. The parents were grateful to have this information handed to them every week. And the organizations were so appreciative of now having a much more efficient way to reach those families. It was really a win-win for both of those. And once we got a critical mass, advertisers were interested. Mm-hmm. But and you and you tapped your own network, um, you know, from I want to say from a very I want to say personal um, and hyper local way to grow your mailing list. The very very first thing we did. Uh, to begin to build our first ever uh, email mailing list, aside from adding, you know, my mother and my sister and my cousin Nina, uh, we set up a table at our local coffee shop with my then three-year-old daughter, and we handed out lollipops and asked people for their email address. (laughs) I love that. That's great. (laughs) Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta get get 
get inventive, get practical, and you got to put in the time. Um, again, going back to someone who thinks, you know, just a bunch of good SEO is going to grow a list or, you know, make a business. Um, you you got to sit out there and, and, and see what works. Um, Joyce, in the time we have left, there's a couple of things, and you know, put Marty on notice and see if there's some more questions he has. You've talked about, and before we get to you, you the idea junkie, before we get to your new idea, which I want to talk about, um, one of the things I'd love for you to demystify for people is, is you know, these moms that are these entrepreneurs and moms is, you know, the, I'm going to say the, the mom, the coveted mom market. Um, you know, too often people like in the startup world sort of say to me that, oh, yeah, we're going to, you know, we're going to get mommy bloggers to do this for us. The, these women are, as you've noted, busy. And the women who are your publishers, they're business owners. Um, so kind of demystify that for people who who maybe, I must say, wanting to target the coveted mom, mom market. So the, the mom market from a consumer standpoint, uh, I think – I think marketers make a tremendous mistake because they, they continue to lump moms into a group. And I think if you have a product or a service and you would like to market to moms, and I wish you guys could see me doing air quotes around moms, um, that is an incredibly complicated, diverse, and very, very siloed group of people. So uh, it behooves people to, when they're talking about reaching the mom market to really be thinking about what they mean, who are those moms, and not lump them all into one category, uh, one group that they think they can market to and speak to and, and connect with in one way. Um, so that's, that's that side of it. As far as moms who are building businesses, uh, the, uh, there are so many incredibly talented women out there who, for a long list of reasons that I suppose we could do an entirely another conversation around, uh, have opted to leave their professional careers behind, either permanently or for a period of time, and are charting their own course. And these are women who are doing all kinds of things. I'll give you an example. I have a new neighbor She's a single mom of two young kids. She worked for a, yet another recovering lawyer while she's actually still practicing. And she's walking away from her practice to develop her own practice because it's the only way she can find to balance the things that are important to her. She's incredibly smart. She's incredibly hardworking. But the only way she can make her life work is if she has the control over her day-to-day work experience. Well, I would say I I am going to take you up, Joyce, on coming back on the Business Builders Show to talk about, you know, women and connecting with women and, and all of that kind of good stuff. Uh, and I know from being, uh, I would say, sort of the pleasure uh, and the privilege of being with your, your publisher community, I know some of the guidance um, and insights I obtained from them in terms of their focus, their drive, how they get stuff done, I, it's you know been invaluable in terms of how I approach planning my week. I think one of your moms, you know, her every every uh, day has a purpose. Uh, you know, every day, oh, yeah. yeah, every every day has a purpose, and every purpose has a task or something like that. That I was just like, I, I live by that now. Um, and and if it's something I'm doing that isn't tied to one of my goals or t- or or purposes for the day, then you know, move on from it. Um, 
Let's talk, Joyce, idea junkie, my friend. Let's talk about your latest idea. Talk to us about the launch of 99 Walks. Yeah, I would love to. So uh, a couple of the things that we have really identified through working in this mom community for more than a decade now uh, is that moms crave crave connections. I've always believed that we were meant to live more in community and more in tribes than we do now. And at no time is that more profound for a woman as when she has a young child. I believe we were supposed to have our grandparents and our aunties and our neighbors and all of that support around us. And we're not living that way. And as a result of that, moms are very lonely. That's just a reality. The other piece of the puzzle of things that I think are are, are profoundly troubling to me uh, is the state of fitness and wellness among women in this country. The obesity numbers are are literally staggering. Um, So, as I mentioned, I love to walk. It's one of my favorite things to do. I've always walked. Um, I've always walked a lot. I've walked to clear my mind. I've walked for fitness. I've walked for wellness. And I love to walk with my friends because I check three boxes. So I'm pretty busy, as you probably gathered. And if I take a walk with a friend, I get exercise. I get to be outside in nature and hopefully with my face in the sun if the winter ever gets past us. Um, And I get some exercise. And I get that sense of connection and community. I check all those boxes with one activity. So I thought, if there is some way to create these kinds of connections, this kind of community, and encourage women to get up, get together, and get moving, we could really do some good here. And it circles back to what I had said earlier about really being mission-driven. Um, and I, my mission is no less than to get millions of women up and connected and moving. And that's, that's the... The mission of 99 Walks, uh, the execution of it is around monthly challenges, connecting women, building teams, building community. It's really a very, very interesting approach. But the core mission is really simple. I think that we can make the world better and we can make people happier through the simple act of walking together. And I I did check out your website, which is www.99walks.com. F-I-T, so it's number 99, walks.fit, and your first cohort was filled. Yep, we started with 99 people. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I love it. I love it. And the model is people subscribe, uh, you know, for a month or longer subscriptions, and you, in part, pair them up with other people to walk, and this great mission gets fulfilled. That's the plan. Oh. Love it. Love it. Well, Joyce, I want to thank you for being on the Business Builder Show. Reminding everybody again, we've been talking with Joyce Shulman. Um, she is CEO and founder of Macaroni Kid. Um, and uh, that you can find at national.macaronikid.com, as well as the I want to say founder of a movement, and I hope it really becomes a huge movement, um, and and launched 99 Walks. Joyce, thank you, and I look forward to having you back to talk more about 99 Walks and, and its status as well as, um, you know, all sorts of other ideas that we've hashed on today, including the state of uh, women in work um, and connecting with them and, and what's going on there. So thank you again for being on the show, Joyce. Oh, it was truly my pleasure.
Thanks, J. Kelly Hoey, for being our guest host on the Business Builders Show. You can learn more about Kelly at jkellyhoey.co. That's jkellyhoey, H-O-E-Y dot C-O. And, of course, you can learn more about me, Marty Wolf, and the Business Builders Show at martywolfbusinesssolutions.com. That's martywolfbusinesssolutions.com. Remember, you can get all our shows and many other great shows at c-suiteradio.com. Bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf. As a loyal fan of this C-Suite Radio show, we've got an unbelievable offer for you. Listeners to the Business Builders Show get 50% off a C-Suite Network membership. The C-Suite Network will help you become the most strategic person in the room. You'll have access to top-notch benefits and networking, all helping you get the most out of your position. Take advantage of this limited-time offer today. Learn more about the C-Suite Network membership at c-suitenetwork.com slash CSR. Again, that's 50% off a C-Suite Network membership at c-suitenetwork.com slash CSR.